hello. Welcome to the Holy Name Sisters Women on a Mission podcast. You can find your our podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts, and also on our website, snjmusontario.org. My name is Sister Teresa Shields. I live in lovely Seattle, Washington, and our co-host today is... Kathleen Griffin, and I'm living here in Silver Spring, Maryland, right outside of our nation's capital. Good to be with you. Our guests today were very excited to welcome Sister Jenny Lechtenberg, who founded a wonderful educational program in South and East Los Angeles in the mid-80s called Puente. She will share the story of her program after we say our prayer at the beatification of Mother Marie Rose. Blessed Marie Rose de Rocher, obtain for us today the audacity of faith, the simplicity of hope, the power of love, that we may actualize the words of Jesus, I have come to cast fire upon the earth, and would that it were already kindled. Amen. Amen. So, Jenny, we're excited to hear your story, and what motivated you? to start Puente, and what were you doing before you started Puente, and anything else you want to tell us? This is so exciting. Well, I'm so happy to be here. Around 1985, a little bit before that, uh, I had been teaching in the parochial schools for 30 years, and so I asked our religious community, the Sisters of the Holy Names of Jesus and Mary, if I could have a couple months off to do a few things that I had wanted to do, take a couple art classes and meet some people. And so the community graciously said, of course you can. So I had a little extra time in the mornings. And so I went over to a a public school to visit the principal who had been a friend of mine. I had taught at St. Mary's uh, down the street for 10 years. And so anyway, I wanted to visit him. And he said, Jenny, he said, you know, I need some help with our little children. And So I said, well, I can do that. I can help you. I began tutoring the children over at that school and I had no money or anything else to buy things with. But so I asked the children if they would bring in their parents to give me some help. Most of the parents came to see me, but the problem was they couldn't speak English or didn't have opportunity for education. And so I thought I've got to do something with these parents. And so I went to Uh, Another friend of mine who ran the community service organization out of an old Masonic temple. Their building was beautiful, but the inside of it was not very well kept up. And actually, in that building was um, the Peace and Justice Center, which Joanne DeQuattro was working in. And so I thought, well, I'm going to ask this gentleman if I can have some space in here to run a program for adults. So he said, yes. He said, we've got a balcony above the auditorium and it's all dirty but if you fix it up you can use it so i got out my hammer and nails and paint can and etc etc and fixed it up now what i'm telling you now is what was the beginning of puente but it was not puente and i did not intend to do puente it just grew from the needs of the community that in boyle heights area anyway so i started working with the parents and the children brought some of them over to that building. And a woman came walking into the the area and she said, is Sister Jenny around here? And so I said, I'm Sister Jenny. And she said, well, 
My name is Lupe Reyes, and I am the principal of the adult school here in Boyle Heights. And she said, I heard you were working with parents and children. And she said, we need a parenting program. Would you be interested in doing it? And I said, well, yes, I'm interested in getting a salary also because I don't have any money. Uh, I then got myself processed in the adult division of uh, the Los Angeles School District. So we've got two programs going. We've got the little children and we've got the adults. And one of the parents said, Jenny, she said, I have a child who's in the fourth grade and can't read. And I said, well, we don't have any program for it, but uh, if you bring her over, I'll get some help. So by the next week, we had 15 children in the after-school program. Now we're starting to build uh, classes. And still, I just intended to help children. Then I had taught eighth grade in a local school there. And one of the boys came to me to tell me that he was getting ready to graduate from high school, but he wasn't going to graduate because he had failed in a class. So I said, well, this is ridiculous. You're a smart student. So I called the principal of the adults of the uh, local high school. And it was a Catholic high school. And I said, you know, this boy really wants to graduate with his class. And I said, I'm a credential teacher. Can I give him the course to get it before so he can finish before it's time for graduation? And the principal said, well, I'd really appreciate it. He said, but we have 25 other boys in the same situation. I said, bring them over. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> now you can see that the needs of the community are presenting themselves. Opportunities yes. Walking right in front of us. All yes. of us. And, and you took advantage of that. You listened to the people. Definitely listened to the people. But in the meantime, you know, we needed space. <laughs> So I went to the owner and he said, well, we have some extra rooms. And if you're willing to clean them up and fix them up, you can have these spaces. So I said, of course I will. And he said that would, if you do that, that will account for your uh, rental. You won't have to pay rent. And I said, well, I can help in other ways too, because I said, you run bingo every Friday night. I'll help there. And he said, okay, we'll pay you a thousand dollars a month to, to help us run bingo. <laughs> so that, that began to get a little bit of money uh, into the program. By this time, I thought, you know, I've got to get a name for this program and so that I can start raising money because I, I need a name. And so I asked Sister Helena Gleason, I said, who I was living with, I said, can you think up a name? So she came back with the name Puente, and Puente is an acronym for People United to Enrich the Neighborhood Through Education. Wow. And so we use that as our mission statement all the way through because it's a good statement. It's wide open. There's nothing I have to go to it and say, oh, we can't do this, can't do that. So we just left it wide open. Jenny, excuse me, but say that name again slowly. It's so powerful. The name is Puente. It's a Spanish word for bridge, and it's an acronym for people united to enrich the neighborhoods through education. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, so it, it's, it's really interesting the way God puts opportunity in front of you all, all the time. So I got a call from um, the associate editor of the Los Angeles Times, and she said, Jenny, she said, I hear you're working, or she said, sister, I guess, I hear you're working um, with adults and the Los Angeles Times wants to create um, a computer lab using a new program for adult literacy. Now, in those years, uh, computers were scarce in the schools. So she said, anyway, would you come down and meet with a few of us 
And I said, of course I will. So I said, I'm no expert at this. I'm just learning. And so uh, at that meeting was a key meeting for Puente was the uh, uh, editor of the LA Times, uh, the associate editor, uh, representative from Mattel Foundation, uh, from IBM, and Dick Reardon. Dick Reardon was a wealthy gentleman who later became the mayor of Los Angeles. Right. Okay, so at that meeting, they were talking about setting up this lab, and I said, you know, we'd be more than happy to help. And after an hour or so of talking, um, uh, I learned that Dick and the people from Mattel were putting in computer labs for children in Mississippi. So um, I said, well, you know, um, the children here need computer labs. And Dick said, well, I just put one in on the school down the street. And I said, well, maybe we would have one at Quente. And so he said, well, uh, no, you, your children could use the lab uh, in the school down the street. And I don't know where I got, why I even said this, but I said, well, you know, Dick, the poor are tired of being secondhand rows. So if you won't give it. Oh, so, you showed him. <laughs> well, we became the greatest of friends. <laughs> anyway, he said he would give it. And then I said to IBM, I said to the rep from IBM, I said, what about IBM setting up a lab for our adults? Because if we're going to be working with the Los Angeles Times and you're supporting that, then we should have a lab at our place also so we can share our learning with each other. So IBM right away said, fine. Later on, that rep from IBM became part of our board. Uh, uh, wonderful. Dick Reardon became a lifelong friend of the community we're needing and asking for. Good. So by the... Going into the third year, we had maybe three or 400 students in these programs. So it was growing rapidly. And so I called Dick and I said, Dick, uh, we're going to have to move and get our own space with more space. And so I said, would you help me find some property or, you know, whatever, something like that? He said, of course I will. And I said, well, we'll put together a committee. And he said, no. He said, you and I will be the committee. He said, <laughs> So, so we found a, a two-acre uh, lot, which was ele the elevation of Boyle Heights is a little high. And so it looked over the, the uh, city of Los Angeles. Beautiful lot. We brought in 10 double-wide trailers, leased them, and uh, we had to take out trees. We had to put in sewer lines. We had to put in power lines. And it was really a miracle because we had to do this within three months. And so if any of you know the building departments in cities, it, you, three months, you can barely get your permits in. But between June and August 19th, and I'll always remember that date, we cleared the lot, we brought in the double wides, and we opened up August 19th. Now, that was a miracle. That is a miracle. But that Mother Rose was with you. Oh, she sure was. Actually, uh, one of the workers, they were working 24-7 around the clock. And I mean around the clock. Uh, he said, sister, he said, I'm a good Catholic. And uh, I got to tell you, um, we're probably not going to get this done. And I said, well, I'm a good Catholic, too. And uh, I said, you better get it done. So <laughs> we did. So that when we went into the trailers, that allowed us the opportunity to to take more students and to begin to develop more programs. So anyway, we worked out of that uh, site for uh, four years, but in the third year, I uh, went to the board and um, 
said, you know, I think it's time we begin a capital campaign. Yeah. So um, they they said, okay, they, they were the wonderful board. Actually, Linda Oric, sister Linda Oric, was on our board for about 15 years and was very instrumental uh, in helping us. And in the beginning of Puente, she and Liz Davis got us $75,000 from our community, which was a great start. Uh, anyway, so we began a capital campaign and we had to raise $13 million. And so people really pitched in to help out. And so we raised the money and uh, put up a 40,000 square foot building. So we had 11 classrooms, we had a multi-purpose room, we had offices. It was a, a gorgeous, is a gorgeous building, but it allowed us to uh, develop all of the programs so much more and we could add new programs. The new programs that we, we um, brought in was a computer repair. And that was good because by that time we had about two or 300 computers. So we put in a, a computer repair uh, class. And um, anyway, the, the students then were able to keep, keep our, all of our computers up and running, which was really great. So you were teaching job skills oh, as yes. well as GED and all the other classes. Good. So we opened up a, a job training program. And in that program, we did business English, business math, computer applications, uh, resume writing, and to support that, we developed a um, placement. And uh, for the years after that, we placed at least 50 students in jobs each year. We, uh, in that also, we offered uh, time for internships for the students. Um, another program that we developed after we got the new building was a GED uh, lab Good. or a real high school diploma, either or. Good. I'm trying to think of all the other things we established. Well, can I interrupt for a minute and just ask you about how you got your staff and how they were part of the mission? Okay, we can go back to the beginning. In the beginning, I didn't really have anybody, but right, you were you were in. There was a uh, well. Some of our sisters came to help out. Joanne DeQuatro, Daylene Larkin. I think there were eight eight of our sisters that came in to help out. But also, there was a local seminary, Divine Word uh, Seminary. And so I went over to talk to the, the director of that. And I said, you know, you've got seminarians here and I need some help. Can you send some over? So four of the seminarians came over to help out. And Good. first of all, they helped with the little children. And then when the high school came in, that was kind of a little more up their alley. So they helped with that also. Then one of the teachers that was at the public school that I began helping those children, she came over and she said, I'd like to work over here with you. So said fine, you know. a much better learning environment for her also. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, but in, in those early years, we also got our 501c3 not-for-profit status. Good. So that allowed us to begin raising money, and the the uh, raising money was really just developing relationships, developing relationships, inviting people over, and you know all of our our uh, students, staff, board funders we all worked together to get this the the uh, we had visitors after visitors after visitors who were always welcomed at plenty so we kept building relationships and building relationships and really um i think 
most of the major foundations in Los Angeles were part of our program and and friends. We all became friends. And you know, there's many um, galas in Los Angeles, and all of these companies buy tables. So I think I went to more galas than I even wanted to. But oh, these, these fundraiser parties, these yeah. uh, auctions, and yeah, right, because there's where you meet the people, and there's where you say, "Come on over," and and uh, you begin to build relationships and right. relationships, relationships, relationships. Um, anyway, so when when we got into our new building, of course, we the population grew a lot, the the student body, the programs. And we were doing real well. And I thought, boy, this is good. And then the Los Angeles riots happened in South mm -hmm. Los Angeles. And much of the city was burnt out. So I got a call from ARCO Foundation and Russell Sakaguchi at ARCO Foundation. He said, sister, we have a burnout mini mart gas station and we want to do something to help in South LA. Have you got any ideas or can you give us any ideas? So I said, well, let me go out and look at the... Um, Place. So I took a couple of staff people with me and it's a, it was a community where it was um, maybe 60% uh, black and 40% Hispanic. And then I looked at the area and it was pretty burnt out and pretty bad. So I went back and I said, Russell, if you want to do education, uh, you could probably put a few uh, mobile classrooms on that lot. But I said, as you know, well, the lot is going to have to be cleansed of the toxic from the gas station. And so you wouldn't be able to put anything permanent there for a while. So he said, well, would you do it? <laughs> I said, we just finished a capital campaign, Russell. We just got into our other building. But I said, let me think. And I said, well, we'll do it on these with these conditions. Number one, you cleanse the land. Number two, you give us title to the property after it's cleansed. Number three, we want three years operational in advance. Whoa, uh, you, you drive a good bargain there, Jenny. <laughs> it worked out well. Anyway, so then I said, and the fourth thing is across the street is a mobile gas station. It's also burnout. And I'd ask you to help me negotiate for them to give us that property so we have parking. So he brilliant. said, that is brilliant. Anyway, he said, let me take it back out to our committee that are com working with our co. And so he called back that afternoon. He said, it's a deal. So, right. so we put up, put in a few, a couple classrooms and used the same curriculum and all that we used in East LA. And um, so you, then you had two sites, am I right? Right, right. Oh my gosh. And then after three years, I suggested to the board that we should put up a permanent building. And um, they said, okay. And so we, we, it, we raised, I think it was $8 million for that one because uh, it was a little bit smaller than East LA, but not much. I think it was 35,000 square feet, whatever that, that is. But with that, we were able to run the same programs that we run. We ran at East LA. Wow. Wow. We did have one program out there that was different from East LA, and that was Spanish. The Black students asked if they could learn Spanish. And it was really wonderful to see the black students and the Hispanic students sharing their languages. And so that helped them to learn a little bit faster, but, but that was the uh, a new program. But Puente uh, 
was so blessed in so many ways. You know, I used to think of Marie Rose and our early sisters and something would come up and they'd have to address it or to start a project or whatever they were doing. And, but they took advantage of every opportunity that walked in front. And so our community came to be known as a wonderful educational program, educational provider. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The things that, that really uh, helped Puente more were we were open to anybody to give anyone help. Our purpose was not to develop Puentes all over the place. Our purpose was to get to be good enough, invite people in, come see us. We'll help you. You help us. We'll share. And some of those things that we were able to do were both in the United States and in other countries. In the United States, we helped develop, uh, I don't know if you've heard of Crystal Ray schools. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, Jesuit schools. Yes. The way that started was sitting at Puente one day and this Jesuit priest comes in, Father John Foley. And he had been working with our sisters in Peru. So he got a call from the Jesuits and asked him to start a high school in Chicago. And so the sisters said that John's go see Sister Jenny at Puente. Well, <laughs> so he came and I said, well, you know, John, we're not a high school. We're a learning center, you know, really basic education. But I said, uh, he said, no, he said, I just want to learn, you know, what are your structures and, and how do you raise funds, blah, blah, blah. And John had the personality that didn't stop. I mean, he was <laughs> a natural. So I said, well, okay, um, I'll go back to Chicago with you and we'll look for some property. So I went back to Chicago with John and uh, he found a place and then he sent out uh, his principal and a couple of his teachers to stay with us at Puente for a few weeks just to see some of the things we did. Um, that could be applied to high schools. And so um, that was really fun. And I suggested to him that the area in which they were going to work was a very poor area, really poor. And I said, I will bet that many of the parents of these students you're going to have have not had education or opportunities for education. And so why don't you maybe start a, an adult school somewhere? So he did. He went to a parish near there and they gave him some space in their parish and they started a, an adult school. It was built on the same idea as Puente. And we went back to help them out a little bit. Um, had a couple good friends who were rather wealthy. One was Bill Graham, whose family owned the Washington Post. And so I brought them back and asked if they would help this school get started. So we did things like that, that helped other places get started. We started one in Austin, Texas, uh, Paris that wanted ESL, et cetera, et cetera. And then in our own city, our city has a, a program called Sister Cities. And so we were invited to go over to France and to Germany to talk about our type of education that we were doing. And then um, we had a visit from the Prince of Wales and he asked then if we would belong to his business forum, which one part of it was to go to other countries and try to get the businesses to support the in the not-for-profit organizations over there. So we went to Brazil and Russia, uh, England, anyway, just, just with the idea. And so we really tried to share what we learned and to learn from other people because they had, there were such good ideas, you know, that, that were available. 
anyway, we did, we did things like that. We, for our own students, we tried to teach them as much about our own city as we could uh, so that they would be able to function in our society. We had people from the city come in and, and talk to the students about uh, how do you, if you have a gas problem at home, who do you get? Trash pickup, all those kind of common things. And then the, um, the city council came and had their meetings at Puente twice a year. So our students would go in and learn how the city is run. Right. So you started with a little seed and now it's literally all over the world. And I loved your sentence about we didn't want to create more Puentes. We wanted to share. And and so it grew like the Jesuits and the governments and people from other countries have spread the word and the total mission of education of the whole person. Thank you, Jenny. That was wonderful. Yeah. And, and Jenny, I just like to say I I had the privilege of visiting Puente back in the 80s. I'm not sure which rendition it was, but I can recall being utterly impressed and uh, edified by everything I saw. And I would just like to share with you on a personal note, I think your humility and your real grounding in the spirit of the Sisters of the Holy Names and Eulalie de Roche played a large part in the tremendous success of this whole endeavor. Can't thank you enough, not only for this podcast, but also for this incredible journey you have taken and brought so many with you. Thank you. And I'm going to add to that because I totally agree with Kathleen, but I think you are a replica of Mother Teresa of Jesus, who founded all kinds of places. She was the architect of all kinds of places in all over Canada and uh, Seattle and New York. She was our first development director and rich women loved her. And of course the students loved her. And I thought, Jenny, you could be called Jenny, Mother Jenny Teresa. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Teresa. You know, that's very interesting. Uh, when Sister Helena Gleason and I were living together, we would read different parts of community history. And she told me, she says, you remind me of this woman. So that was the same one. So that was really quite a compliment. So I appreciate it. And I appreciate uh, Kathleen, your words. It's uh, so encouraging. And uh, you know, God was good. And, you know, I, I wasn't created, you know, with Rhodes scholarship type, <laughs> but, but what has helped me is opportunity and opportunity kept putting itself right in front of me actually with all the people at Puente and that's everyone that was involved. Uh, it's the idea of how do we make life better for somebody else? It's right. as simple as that. And that happened through everybody who was involved, uh, board funders. We were just blessed and, and it was opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. So thank you so much, Jenny, and we're just so grateful, and we're just um, blessed, and I know our listeners will be just so happy when they hear your podcast. Well, thank you so much to all of you, and thanks for all you do with this. And all we can say is, blessed be God. Amen. Amen.